choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. What up, what up, what up? This is Kells at KMGZ. I'm back. This is Thanks for Asking Kells Radio, episode 149. How is everybody doing this week? Good, I hope. I'm still stressing, but whatever. We're going to do this episode as usual. All right, so I don't know how long it's going to be either. So um, I think last week's was short, so I don't know. Maybe we'll stretch this one out. Might be a little bit. All right, so let's start with yours and never two. And I have two. Excuse me. Drinking champagne, so I'm making a little liver. Um, first one's going out to Beyonce for her Coachella set, which was last Sunday? It was weekend, right? I can't remember. Um, I didn't watch it live, had no intention of watching it live, but I, th- I knew that there was be several replays of the streams, which there wasn't one on title, which is what I was counting on, so I was surprised by that. I don't know, maybe they put it up like on a delay, but I thought for sure it would be up, but it wasn't, but YouTube had it, so they, um, I, I got up and I watched snippets, and I was like, okay, okay, but then YouTube put the whole thing back live up, and I wasn't the only one, Matt P, even like Hive members was like, I, I set the alarm and still slept through that shit, so, whatever, um, great show, y'all know, y'all's favorite is not my favorite, I feel like, uh, I feel like she's a great performer, but I feel like she gives the same show every time, but this one was different, she had a little band, she did the little Greek thing, like little HBCU set, it was interesting, it was new, um, the songs, okay, she, she brought Destiny's Child up there, um, she didn't sing no slow songs, the only slow song she sang was, um, I Care, which is from Four, and I think Four, in my personal opinion, Four and, um, her Beyonce album are her two best albums, and I, you know, people who are not in the hive, it's funny, because we always saying, like, yo, um, you know, everybody knows Beyonce's a great performer, but her music, most reasonable people agree is, it's okay, like, it's not, her catalog is not that strong, and a lot of it is because of the hive, because the songs that are really good, that are pop, that, that appeal wide, y'all don't like, y'all like all that fucking shit that nobody don't want to fucking hear, so, but she didn't, um, <laughs> she didn't sing, uh, most of those, she sang most of the pop songs, she sang Destiny Child, I was never a big Destiny Child fan, but, you know, um, I actually didn't really follow Destiny, I'm actually, and I'm, you know, I've said this before, I'm actually shocked that Beyonce is as big as she is, because when I saw Destiny's Child, I thought they were just, like, she just didn't stand out to me, I just thought, okay, that's another girl group, we'll see how far they'll go, another little TLC, Beyonce just did not stand out to me, so, you know, I, I, the fact that she's the star she is now, I mean, she's definitely a star, but, like, if you'd have asked me that from Destiny's Child, I would have been like, I, I, you know, I thought they would just be, like, another TLC, or another, um, I don't know, SWV type group, I would have never said that Beyonce was going to be the breakout star, um, but she got the joint, she got um, Jay-Z on Crazy in Love, and then she blew up, and that's for all you niggas who swear to God that um, Jay-Z was never a star, and Beyonce upgraded him, look, Beyonce gave you know, gave him a compliment but Jay-Z was the bigger star the superstar, bigger than she was, and her having him featured on Crazy in Love is what sent her to the next level, cause oh, this chick, cause that's when I start paying attention, like, oh, she got Jay-Z on the cut, oh, okay, so 
Yeah, shout out to her. That's the first one. Second one is going to Cardi B um, for her album, which is fantastic. And for her uh, Coachella set, which she did, Pregnant, which was also fantastic. And, um, yeah, like Cardi, I, 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 feel, I tell people I feel like an A&R Cardi. Because I was on Cardi while early. Like, I used to, I call her on Instagram. I'm not sure how I found her on Instagram. I think, you know how when you go on Instagram and they show you, like, other things you may be interested in or, or whatever, I think I might have seen her there, and I started watching her clips, and then I started retweeting them, and I remember when I was first retweeting them, people was like, who is this bird, and just had all this shit to say in her teeth, and blah, 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 I was on Cardi from way back, so I'm very proud of her, I feel like, I, I feel like I launched her career, um, yeah, so shout out to both of them, and Coachella, I didn't, those are the only two performances I watched, I didn't watch no other Coachella performances, um, I, I will never go to Coachella in person, um, because I don't like dirt and public toilets and dirty white people. But the streams were great. Alright, so, moving on to current events. So, oh, I already talked about Coachella, so that was going to be a current event, but we'll take that out. Um, so, yesterday, um, Southwest Airlines had to do an emergency landing at the Philadelphia airport because a piece of their engine broke off and broke one of the passenger windows and depressurized the tr- the plane and sucked the lady halfway out the plane. I swear to God, every week it's a new fucking horror. Like, you know, we have these things we call irrational fears. Like, one of mine is that I'll get hit with some debris um, coming off an airplane, right? Irrat- shit, you call it irrational because it's shit that can never happen, but, like, every week it's some shit that can never happen that happened. Sucked out the airplane? Did, are you for real? Like, seriously? So, they said that they, they had engine failure. And these people, they were flying from New York to Dallas. They had engine failure. Um, They were descending, like, thinking they're going to die for, like, 10, 15 minutes. Listen, that's a long fucking time to be... I thought, I don't know. I don't know why I thought that airplane crashes would be faster, but... That's a long fucking time to think you're gonna fucking die. Just this, just crashing to the ground and for uh, 15 whole minutes? No. No. Horrible. But the lady pilot um guided, you know, guided them pretty much. I read an article on the people that was on the plane and they were like they were texting and they were pretty sure they were gonna die. And they said, um, but she actually the landing itself. They were so this one guy was like, yeah, he was pretty sure he's gonna die. But then when he saw, I guess the plane was descending, and then when he saw like the runway or they like they were at an airport or whatever, he was like, oh okay, we're gonna crash, but it might be fifty fifty. Like we're not just going, you know, slam into the ground. Like she's actually gonna land, and it's fifty fifty. She was like, and then as they started the approach to the emergency landing, he realized he was like, oh, this is sort of like a regular land, he was like, first we were like, we were like dipped to one side, I guess the side where the engine blew, didn't have no power, so they were dipped, but he was like, but the the pilot like, brought it back around, and he said the landing, he was like, it was a crash landing, they were like, brace yourselves and shit, but he was like, it it doesn't, it was not as, he said it was pretty smooth for, for an emergency landing, he was like, we didn't have no issues, they only had one fatality, who was the lady that got sucked out the window, and they said that, um, when the window broke, she got sucked out, and she was basically outside the plane unconscious, and she got hit all in the face with the pieces of the, of the engine that were breaking off, and they managed to pull her back in, I don't know how, because I've never experienced that suction, but I mean, I've seen movies, there's a real good movie, there's a movie called Alive, about the, um, 
I think it's, I don't know, South Africa. I don't, one of them Latin American soccer teams, like, it was a true story back in the 70s, like, crashed and um, ended up eating each other. But the, plane, the, the um, scene where they showed a plane crash, it shows you, like, really what a plane crash is like. Like, the thing broke apart and people was getting sucked out. It was crazy. And so I knew that it was like that, but they were like, yeah, she was out the window. And that pressure was incredible because if you've been on an airplane – those little windows are not big enough, unless you're, like, super skinny. They're not big enough for a whole body. So that basically the pressure just sucked her whole body through that hole. So they say she was hanging half out the airplane, unconscious, all fucked up because the engine had, like, mutilated her. They got her back in. They said another man on the plane put his back against the, the um the window to like try to pressurize it he was like the pressure on his back was immense I guess they didn't have time to think cause I would have probably tried to like get a bag or something to put it put it up there but whatever they made it only one person died and um but like horrific like now here goes some other shit that might happen I gotta worry about people's like oh I'm never sitting on the window seat I don't sit on the window seat anyway I like the aisle seat cause I like to have I like to be able to stretch my legs out and if I gotta get up or whatever, I don't wanna have to be excuse me and squeezing past. And I just don't like feeling trapped. Like you already in this fucking metal can hurling through the air. You're uncomfortable as fuck. You know, you know how plane plane travel is fucking horrible. Even if you're in first class, it's a little bit better, but it's still fucking horrible. And so the last thing I want to do is also I'm trapped in this plane. I also don't want to be trapped by whoever's on the end. So I always sit on the aisle seat. So, but I mean, I don't know how much difference it make if the plane get de- depressurized. It seems like they can suck your ass from the aisle seat too. But I don't know. But, um, yeah, horrible, they landed, everybody seemed shocked at the, so they played the, um, the air traffic control tape when they're, uh, you know, guiding her back to, uh, the runway, or guiding her, you know, through the landing or whatever, and everybody's like, oh my gosh, she's so calm, and I'm like, she's a commercial airline pilot, most commercial, I'd say probably all commercial airline pilots are come from the military, they were trained in the military, the only pilots in the military, they're combat pilots, so I know that these fucking shaky-bakey police who scared of their own shadow and just got to shoot everybody, because you know, they always fear for their life, might have y'all think that, you know, people in these kind of uh, high-stress, high-pressure uh, positions are all fucking nimcompoops, but they're not, like, they don't just let anybody fly the plane, so, you know, this this lady being calm, cool, and collected, I don't know why y'all so shocked, she's a, you know, what, she's supposed to be screaming at the controls, like, she's a pilot, she's a combat pilot, she's flown in combat, so, flying an airliner is no big deal, so, I just, I don't know, like, we sunk so low that, like, people, I just, like, people are retarded, like, oh, look how, nerves of steel, uh, yeah, she's a pilot, like, pilots typically have nerves of steel, they fly planes, like, like, regular niggas can't really fly planes, like, you know, it's not easy to do, um, so, yeah, shout out to them, sorry for that lady that died, though, but, like, that's like one of them, I don't even know, like, that's just when it's your time, it's your time, because it's like, nigga, you got sucked out, like, what? But, as an add-on to that story, I read, and I, and, and honestly, I thought of this, like, because I've read stories before, like, before this, where they talk about how one of the problems we have in this country is the age of our airline fleet, because they were like, you know, like, so when, you know, um, back in the 40s and the 50s, airlines was like super luxurious travel, it was like top of the line, and like all the planes were new, but you know, since then we've had all these issues, and cutting back, and the airline industry lost a lot of money, and they don't have the new fancy planes, and they don't do the maintenance, so some of these planes are like from the 50s and 60s, wild old, 70s, 80s, wild old, right? Probably not 50s and 60s, but old planes, and so they were saying that 
um, so this plane, apparently they said one of the blades in the engine came off and they were like, um, they think that it was like, what, basically they were like, it's wear and tear. Like basically the, in, the, the thing was so old and eroded that the, um, blade wasn't in there securely. And so it popped out and that's what caused the issue. And they were like, and this is a result of the deregulation that we've been on for the past 20 years. Everybody won't come in and don't nobody want to have regulations and everybody want to be able to do what they want to do. And we don't have laws and this and that and the economy and the debt and all this bullshit. They're like, all right, you motherfuckers going to start getting sucked out of planes then. Because regulations is what keep you safe. Regulations is, is what makes us, you know, tell you, hey, you got to fix this plane. All this fame not good to go. But, you know, y'all swear the free market going to fix everything. And now y'all ass is getting sucked out of fucking airplanes midair. So, good luck. Um, so, what do I want to do next? Uh, the cold? Dog. What is today? April 18th? I'm tired of wearing my winter coat. I'm tired of wearing hats and scarves and gloves and shit because it's fucking cold outside. Like, I know April showers bring May flowers in April and May. It's like sometimes it snows in April and April and May in the months where, you know, some days it might be 60, another day it might be 80. But, like, it's in the morning, it's like 38 degrees, bro. The other day it's 32. That's fucking freezing. Like, come on. Like, ugh. Like, I'm tired. Like, I'm so tired. Like, you can't even... Every day you got to get up and look out the window and see what it's going to be. Do I need to wear long jaw, long johns a day? Like, you know, I'm just frustrated. Like, I'm tired. I ain't saying it got to be. I know it ain't waiting in summer yet, but like, goddamn, like, tired of wearing my winter coats. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of having to like. When I go to the gym, I got to carry all my sweats. Like, I can't, you know, because when it's warm weather, you just come home in your gym clothes, your short shirt, whatever. Like, wintertime, it's, it's harder to go to the gym. You got to take more shit because you got to take your sweats and all the shit you got to wear after. Like, come on. Like, ugh, I, I'm just, I, I'm just, I don't know what to do. I'm just fed up, y'all. I'm just like, I don't know. All right, I'm um, trying to save that for last. Actually, which one do I want to say? All right, well, let's talk about the Starbucks kickout. And it happened in Philly, my hometown, Rittenhouse Square. Um, I know the area really well. Where I don't know where that particular Starbucks is, but I know that area really well. Um, So basically what happened is, it was caught on video, thank God, because you know, Y'all swear we lying um, until we get it on video. Um, Two black guys walk into a Starbucks. They were going to meet somebody. They walk into Starbucks, and they're just sitting in there waiting. And the manager, like, um, asked them, you know, they hadn't bought anything or whatever, asked them what they're doing. And she called, long story short, she ended up calling the police, and the police arrest them. Basically for being black in Starbucks. They weren't doing the goddamn thing, but sitting there waiting for who they was going to meet. When they, As they were getting arrested, the guy they were going to meet walks in, a white guy, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? The cops were putting the cuffs on him, carrying him out. He's like, what did they do? Oh, well, he got reported for rest, for trespassing. So they arrest these two black dudes who wasn't doing shit but sitting in Starbucks when they got their business for trespassing. They didn't charge them. They got released at 1.30, but still, like, they put them in handcuffs and took them down to the goddamn police station and had them there till 1.30 in the morning on this bullshit. So, um, from that video, which has gone viral, everybody talking about boycott Starbucks and all this shit. Now, look, um, I don't, I think Starbucks coffee is nasty, I go to Starbucks, but I like, I usually go in the summer when they have like the, you know, some of their teas and those little special fruit drinks they have. I'll try those because some of those are good. The one they had last year, I forgot what it was called. It was like a strawberry with coconut milk and some like, I don't know, it's like a pink drink. That's actually, that's what it was called, the pink drink. Tasty. 
But coffee and shit, I don't like it. I think it's nasty. Give you heartburn. It's just too strong. Don't nobody need coffee that motherfucking strong, right? I like Dunkin' Donuts when it's consistent or just any, just regular ask. Actually, the coffee off the truck, the little poppy coffee for a dollar, be some of the best coffee in New York City. I don't care what nobody say. Um, so, and the boycotting Starbucks wasn't nothing to me. But honestly, I'm going to say, and I'm not caping for Starbucks, but. I don't think that I don't think that's a, a Starbucks issue. I think that's that manager in that particular Starbucks just being an asshole and probably should have been fired because you know now I'm, I'm born and raised in Philly. I haven't you know lived there in a while. Went back for the for the um, funeral. People say it's gentrifying. I see what they're talking about, but the part of Philly that's gentrifying is if you're not from Philly and you go there and you see all the new shit. I know it looks shiny, it looks fancy, it looks great, but the part of the city that is gentrifying is very, very small. It's a, it's basically center city and old city up to like Northern Liberties. That's the part, basically those used to be the shittiest areas of the city. Like one of the areas, that's part of the reason I will not, I refuse to move back to Philadelphia because I, I'm not going to live in Fishtown. Fishtown, it's called Fishtown, number one, is because back in the days where all like the fish places and the people that worked in fish live was like the scuzziest Mo- like think of the worst area of the South Bronx that you could possibly think of, that was Fishtown it was worse, matter of fact they had this like back in the 90's when you know all the cities was you know having a crack era and crack problems and they had a um they did the, 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 the main paper in Philly or the, I guess the number one paper Philly is the Philadelphia Inquirer and they did like this photo array of like you know the drug war and the devastation and all that and one of the areas of the city they they um covered was Fishtown and they had like these photos and I'll never forget it it was a photo in, of Fishtown and the guys just basically stood on the corner of some corner in Fishtown or whatever and shot down the block and on both sides of the block you see all the abandoned houses burned down houses like it looked just like the like if you ever see them pictures of the Bronx in the late 70s everything is burned out abandoned empty lots that's how it looks like and it's shooting down the street and on the ground, littered on the ground, literally are heroin needles. And this is like late, this is like 96, 97, late 90s. Heroin needles on the ground for as far as the eye can see. It looked like somebody had came and dumped a bunch of heroin needles on the ground. And they actually accused him of that. Like there was this whole thing. They were like, oh, he staged that picture. And he and some guy and they were, he was like I did not stage the picture. I guess I saw the needles and that's why I set up this shot. He was like, but I didn't stage the picture. Them needles was on the ground. And then so it got to be a thing where another photographer just went on a random day when this was they was all like, oh, he staged that. It wasn't that many needles, whatever. Some other random photographer just went on another day, like random, and took a picture on that same street and it looked exactly the same. So he was like, yo, did, I didn't. Did I stage it too? It's a whole different day. Took it from another angle, and still you saw the needles. He was like, so either these, either he just number one, where he get all these heroin, use heroin needles to stage them. Number one, like where he, where would he get them? How would he get them all over the street like this? So Fishtown is is horrible, but th- those are the areas of Philadelphia that are being gentrified. Where that coffee shop was, though. Not really, like, it might be being gentrified, but it's in Rittenhouse Square. Rittenhouse Square has always historically been uppity, bougie, high-rent district of Philadelphia. It's down, it's down, and so, back in the old days, y'all know, Philadelphia colonial times, Rittenhouse Square was like, before the city really spread out, it was like, um, one of the northern, it was like, would have been considered the northern, uh, border of Philly, which at the time was basically, like, Old city, so if you've ever been to Philadelphia and you visited, you were Independence Hall and the Liberty Bell and all that shit is, that's old city. That's on the south side or on the 
technically, I guess, yeah. It's the east side of City Hall. So, you know, 8th Street, 9th Street. That's called, we call that Old City, because that's the original Philadelphia. Like, a lot of those streets has cobblestones, so all that Betsy Ross shit, George Washington shit y'all read about in history books, took place in that area of Philadelphia. City Hall is at 15th Street. On, um, what is it? West of 15th Street is like, is like, um, still downtown, but like, that's, con- that's considered a center city area, right? Um, and, to, and so Center City goes up, and then you hit University City, and that's where, like, that's on, like, um, I don't know, different people say different things, I really don't count Center City as past 18th Street, past 18th Street, I mean, 18th, 19th, okay, but that's where that Rittenhouse Square area is, and so back in the day, that was, like, the northernmost part of Philadelphia, so that was, like, the ritzy part, like, you weren't super down in this in the city, quote finger city, where all the regular rabble rousers people were, you were up at Rittenhouse Square, which is 18th, 19th, which at that time was like the, might as well have been like near the suburbs, right? So it's always been a ritzy area. If you go down there, you see it, they got all the, you know, fancy stores, and it kind of looked like, um, I don't know, like a mini, I'm trying to think what it was, like a mini, like, um, what's that area, I don't know, whatever them fancy, like Tribeca, not Tribeca, but like a, like a, um, like the east side, you know those little ritzy, old school Madison, Fifth Avenue, over there type joints, that's kind of what Rittenhouse Square is like, it's like that, so that's always been an uppity, bougie area regardless of gentrification it's always been, right, it's always the part where they, you know, if you black and you want to go into the nice stores, they're going to follow you around they're going to harass you because what you're doing here, even though, you know, if you on 15th street, you just fine, but up there, it's just one of them areas where they try to be super bougie super extra, matter of fact here you go, y'all remember the movie The Sixth Sense with Bruce Willis that took place in Philadelphia the area where he lived at as a doctor and that's, that's Rittenhouse Square that's that area, so it's supposed to be like fancy or whatever so, I, um, what I think, and, and what, and what happens down there is you have those, just like you go in any white store, or any nice store, sorry, your Bloomingdale's or whatever, you always got these little salespeople in there who they, they think because they work in Bloomingdale's, they try to be super bougie and act like you ain't supposed to be in there, like, bitch, you work here, I'm in here buying shit, you, you work here, like, you work on commission, you can pay whatever you get paid, like, how you trying to be bougie with me, I belong here, right, people like that. So, I don't think that's a Starbucks issue. I think that was that white lady in there. She probably, wherever she live at, she decided, oh, these two black dudes in this store, I don't want them in here, let me call the cops. Cause, and she, then she was like, oh, well, I didn't mean for them to get arrested. Then what you call the cops for? And you full of shit, because when you saw the cops come, and I got, I got something for the cops in a minute. When you saw the cops come and you saw that they were arresting them, you could have been like, okay, it's no problem, it's no problem. But you didn't. You let them carry them dudes off talking about trespassing. You could have just been like, oh, it's all right, leave them alone you did it, that's the first thing, whatever, it ain't, I'm not boycotting Starbucks, because I don't go anyway, but I don't think it's, I don't think that was a Starbucks issue, I think that was that fucking manager, and she should have got fired, because you gotta have better judgment than that, since we all been in Starbucks, I see people sitting in Starbucks all goddamn day, I've sat in, I've sat in there, I've gone in there, I've used it, we all know, everybody be in Starbucks, they don't, you don't buy something, don't buy something, they don't bother you, they got the Wi-Fi and all that, I know some of them trying to crack down now, maybe they won't let the homeless in the bathroom, but like, come on sis, like, niggas all over the fucking world be sitting in Starbucks with doing nothing, um, 
the, the issue I have though is with the police the police could just as they have total discretion in that situation they didn't need to send six people in there they should came in there seen them two dudes were sitting now you listen you have a right to ask anybody to leave your premises hey they not buying nothing I want them out fine you an asshole but if that's what you want to do fine but it's incumbent on the police when they get there to be like well what's the problem oh well they just so they, they just you just want them out there like they're not doing nothing no alright fellas can y'all just leave that's it that's all they had to do was ask them to leave. They have to arrest them. They certainly have to put cuffs on them and take them downtown. Put the for what? They didn't do shit. They talking about oh we follow protocol for what? Protocol for what? Oh she said cops kill me because y'all want to be such heroes and y'all got this dangerous job and all this shit. You also have discretion. You don't have just because that lady says they're trespassing. That don't mean you gotta arrest them for trespassing. You could have came in and seen oh okay we in a Starbucks. Okay you don't want them in here. All right fine. Yo, y'all go to another Starbucks. This lady tripping. Just go to another one. That all the million other Starbucks that'll just let you sit there and not bother you. They ain't have to arrest them, dude. So I think that's more of a, of a police issue because y'all supposed to have better judgment than Karen at Starbucks. Okay, Karen at Starbucks is clearly an idiot. Um, y'all should have came there and and settled that situation different. I hope he sued all of y'all and get all the money, both of them. All right. Um, the other thing that I really, 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 I don't know if I want to talk about it or not, but I guess I will mention it because, like, I'm just tired. This Comey dude, this James Comey dude, I am so disgusted by this little, I don't even know what you call this tour he's doing where he's giving these interviews and he's written this book and he got so much shit to say about Trump and the election and Trump's not honest and all this bullshit. Like, yo, nigga, don't nobody want to hear that shit. Like, nigga, you are the reason that Donald Trump is president right now. Because you took it upon your fucking self to ignore centuries of protocol to go ahead and place your thumb on the scale a week before the election and allow this motherfucker to get elected. Now, look. This, the protocols that they have in place, and there's a technical term for it, and I can't remember what it is, but basically the basis of it is that you, it is, it is discouraged, they don't want you prior to elections to say as as a government official or as a politician or whatever, you're not supposed to say or do anything that could have an effect on the way people, it's kind of like, um, the equivalent of when you're on a jury, right, and like, they told the jurors, hey, don't read anything, just consider the evidence in court, don't listen, don't talk to your people, don't look, because you don't want outside things or, or other things to come in to affect your decision, you just want your decision based off of, like, facts, right, that is why, the, and that protocol was put in place, I, uh, I, I think, because that used to happen all the time. I don't remember where it was put in, but I know, like, there was some shenanigans, and people, you know, would do a lot of shady shit to try to affect people's votes. It's a very old, like, very old thing they put in place just for shit like this, because you don't want a situation where you got a Dudley do-right, do-gooder, like this motherfucker, who decides his conscience and what he want to do, and oh golly gee, and I just didn't know what to do, and I just thought, thought, if I didn't do it, or if I did do it, that's exactly 
why the protocol is in place because they don't want people doing that. They don't want people making judgments or weighing this or deciding what's important or not important. They don't. They want you to stay out of it. That we have the debates, we have the media, people find out the information they want to find out or whatever. They vote the way they want to vote. They don't want somebody from the FBI weighing in because people are dumb, as we know, but even if you're not dumb, so an FBI agent coming out the week before election and say, oh, we found more emails on Hillary Clinton. And that's the thing. He didn't say, he could have been much more clear on what was found. Basically, there were some more emails that were duplicates that was found on Huma's computer that they had not looked at yet. But that's not what was released. What was released was more emails. Implication being, oh, we finally found some emails that are incriminating. And it affected the election, and that motherfucker is now going around acting like he's just this old gosh, gump, upright standing FBI dude, like, dog, like, everybody told you not to do that, they were like, he, everybody advised him, do not do it, and he's out here with all these reasons, and it's like, don't nobody care about your reasons, because that's the whole reason the protocol is in place in the first place, because everybody got a reason, everybody got their reasons, everybody got their own little personal moral, what the fuck ever, and we don't want that, so that's why we have the protocol, and it's like, no recognition, and he just walking around like he the lone fucking ranger, and he's so credible, and now I know Trump is an evil man, and all this, and it's like, homie, homie, was all this going to come out if he didn't fire you was all this going to come out because basically what it looks like and, and what people are saying and what it, it's adding up to is these motherfuckers thought Hillary Clinton was going with it. first of all let me say this he's a, he's a neophyte okay he's a political amateur he has no sense at all because you know he, he thinks he's a player I don't know what he thinks but he's a fucking idiot he's not strategic and he clearly has no political savvy whatsoever, because basically what occurred was he was sure that Hillary Clinton was going to win, him and his boy was sure that Hillary Clinton was going to win, and so they were like, oh, well, but, you know, we don't like her or whatever, or we don't like her method, so we're going to do this just to stab at her, because she's going to win anyway. You're an idiot. That's why they don't put those protocols, and clearly you were wrong, clearly you ain't know what was going on, because all the other Republicans and shit knew what was going on, knew that the shit was jig, but clearly you didn't, and that's why you did this, and now you looking kind of stupid and dumb, because, oh, this guy actually won, and it had a lot to do with what I do, and I'm just, I'm tired, I, these, like, nobody is questioning him on this, they all just letting him tell his story, this is why, this, the white people, this is what really, I mean, it's a lot of shit with this election that irritates us about y'all, but what irritates us, the people of color who did not vote for this motherfucker by almost 100% majority, is that y'all are acting so shocked by what this man is, like, it wasn't obvious before the election what he was. He was crass before the election. He was a liar before the election. He was a racist before the election. He didn't give a, he would give a fuck about all the fake news and all the dumb shit he does. He was doing all of this before the election. So, I don't understand. We, I, we What is this shock? Y'all so, oh my God, he's actually gonna rock. Nigga, we kept saying this nigga is not a businessman. He's not a billionaire. He's not successful. Every business he's ever had has gone bankrupt. All he's doing is licensing some fucking ties. What the fuck is y'all talking about? He's a billionaire. He ain't no fucking billionaire. Jeff Bezos and Mark, um, fucking Dallas dude, can't remember his name right now. Them motherfuckers don't fuck with him. Them motherfuckers said he's not a billionaire. Like, what, so, like, what are y'all talking about? Like, that's what's so frustrating. Y'all acting like all the shit was hidden, and like, oh, if we had only known, you did know. Everybody knew. That's why nobody voted for him but y'all. And, and 
taking polls, and I, I don't trust these polls because I don't know who they're asking. But 53% of y'all still think he's doing a good job. He ain't doing shit, but you think it's a good job. Like, what the fuck? That's what's really, really, really burns most of our grits about y'all. And so that's why people like Comey are, are, are beyond annoying because he's sitting there with like all, like he having these big revelations and oh my God, but I found out he's not honorable nigga. Duh. Everybody knew that. That's why nobody was voting for him. His history, Donald Trump been on the scene since the eighties. All you gotta do is Google this nigga. Like he's nothing but shenanigans since day one. Like, like this nigga ain't drop out the sky. Like, oh, it's so frustrating because he was who he was before he got here and y'all voted for him anyway because y'all are fucking racist and bigots and thought that, you know, sending black people back to segregation in the Mexicans didn't sound so bad after all because, you know, hey, you know, white people supposed to be on top and we don't like these niggas getting up next to us, so yeah, let's try that. It might work. And y'all voted for him anyway and now y'all trying to act like y'all didn't know. The man stood on national TV during a debate and told the Russians, yes, go ahead, continue to hack our system. Uh, a hostile foreign nation, he told to go ahead and, and hack into the security of the United States and, and keep releasing emails. He said that on national TV, and y'all still voted for him. So, we tired of y'all with y'all little feign disgust and y'all little feign outrage, because we know y'all voted for him. Because 53% of y'all, white women voted for him, and the, the, the um, Number for white men was higher. Y'all voted for him. We didn't vote for him. Nobody black, barely anybody Hispanic, a few more Asians, but whatever. They always did the ones. But even that, though, it was like 15%, maybe, of Asians voted for him. So it was just y'all. Nobody else voted for him. Because everybody else saw exactly what it was, and y'all just didn't care. And now everybody's shocked. And that's why we, like, we don't, I don't have the patience. We don't have the patience, because it's like, yo, who y'all think y'all fooling, dog? Like, and that's why we tired of like all these fucking jokes, the Roseanne, it's like, it's like for y'all, y'all think this shit is a difference of opinion. White people think voting for Trump or supporting Trump is a difference of opinion. Like this motherfucker is racist as shit. He's fucking racist. He's fucking incompetent. He's fucking selling us out to the Russians. He's fucking robbing us blind. He has no morals. He has no decorum. He's not qualified for anything, his family are all fucking shady, he's appointing people that have like criminal records and harassing women and paying off prostitutes or porn stars and all this kind of shit and y'all think it's a different of opinion oh well you should respect our opinion of the, the, you should respect our, our opinion if we want to support Trump, no we don't we don't gotta support your decision to support Trump no more than we gotta support your decision to support Hitler. It's not a decision. You are siding with wrong. You are on the wrong side of history. You are on the wrong side of what's right. You are standing up for things that are not correct. You are standing up for things that oppress and hurt other people. You're standing up for families being ripped apart. You're standing up for people not getting a fair shot for cops just shooting innocent people in the street you are siding with wrong and we do not have to respect it you're siding with white supremacists who are all good people and all us two sides two sides to the motherfucking Ku Klux Klan two sides of the motherfucking Nazi party since when? so we don't have to respect anything we don't have to respect you we don't have to respect your decision because we're out here getting deported and shot and killed and, and whatever the fuck else and y'all are too y'all just too stupid to realize it but y'all are too 
So now nah, we ain't got to support you. It's not, we don't got to support you. We don't have to hear you out. We heard you. You voted for this motherfucker and flushed us all down the toilet. We don't need to hear no more from you. We, we, you're stupid. You're ignorant. You're uncivilized. You refuse to read. You refuse to learn anything. You refuse to accept facts. You think anything you don't like is fake news. You don't want to listen. You don't want to learn. You just want to be stupid and ignorant and loud and crass. We got it. We got it. We don't need nothing. Else. What else we need to know? We know everything. We got it all. There's nothing else to offer. You're not deep. You're not intelligent. There's no levels. You're not interesting. You don't have anything to say. Half of what you say is incorrect and easily verifiable if you just got to look. You just repeat whatever somebody said. You sit and watch Fox fucking news all day, which is a fucking joke and a sham. And we don't need to hear it. Like, we don't need nothing else. What else do we need to know from you? We've got it all. You're not deep. It's the same. Y'all been making these, it's the same arguments y'all been making since this country was founded. It's not nothing new. It's not even original. Same argument y'all was making at Martin Luther King. Same argument y'all was making at Harriet Tubman. Same argument y'all was making at Frederick Douglass. Same argument y'all was making back, you know, in the antebellum days. Same argument that broke out the Civil War. It's been the same arguments. It's not new. So, I mean, I don't know what all we need to hear out. What you want to be told is that you're right or you're not bad people or we see what you're saying, but we don't. You're not right. You are bad people. You're not saying anything, so we don't see it. And we don't see it for you. And hopefully we can get y'all to fuck back out of here and back in your little dumbass places where you belong, but I don't know. Because, you know, we got some dummies on our side too, so I don't know how it's gonna work out. But, yeah. We're tired of you. Um, fuck homie. He's not a hero. I hope this whole little tour he does ends in fucking shame and disgrace. I hope his book flops. Um, I think it will though, I think people are starting, like, I'm seeing little smatterings here and there, people being like, wait a minute, dude, like, this, you, you the reason why we here, so, like, we're not really trying to slap you on the back and, and give you all these comments, he wrote this book, what's the title of it? Truth, honesty, like, nigga, get the fuck out of you fucking dumb ass, Gomer Powell ass bitch, he is a fucking political neophyte, and I knew that, I knew that when he first testified, and he was like, oh, well, you know, I just thought that if, you know, I, I just was worried, golly gee, like, what if these emails did have something on them? What if they did? If they had, first of all, y'all was investigating these emails for months and months and years and years and didn't find nothing. What's the, oh, well, they all, all the, the secret emails and all the bullshit, they gonna be on Huma's laptop at home. Like, get the fuck out of here. Y'all knew that shit was related to her husband and his, his child molestation, and y'all could have just said that. But y'all left it off uh, on purpose to imply that it was related to Hillary, and I knew it, and I said when you had them hearings, I was like, this motherfucker's a dummy, because either he did that, thinking that, oh, well, Hillary's gonna win anyway, and what's the harm, which, you know, wrong, that's not what you're there for, that's not your role, or he's a fucking idiot, and just didn't understand that what he was doing could affect the election, and just thought it was a routine thing, like what he kept saying, oh, well, I just thought it was routine, I thought it was my responsibility, really, because everybody told you it wasn't your responsibility, and he sat there in that 60 Minutes interview, and, and whoever was like, hey, but everybody told you not to do it, he just shrugged, like, oh, well, like, every fucking dumbass white man that ever was, who swears he's smarter, and his, his, morals and virtue outweigh every fucking body else, and who cares if I'm going against 100 years of precedent, because I have to do what's right, fuck you dude, 
Fuck you. Now look at us. And you got fired. You the dumbest motherfucker because you did all this to help him win the election. And I don't know what you thought was going to happen, but then he start doing what he do to you, the same he do to everybody else, pressing you and wanting your loyalty and trying to act like he, you know, he the king and you work for him. And then you got fired. And now here you come with all this bullshit. But we, we have, would we have heard this if he didn't fire you? Probably not. So get the fuck out of here, dude. I hope your book flops. I hope he, the book flops. I hope you flop. I hope you stop getting these fucking tours like you some kind of fucking hero cause you're not and um I hope you get what you deserve like I don't know if I, I hope you get what you deserve when all this falls and all these things go down I hope you one of them and um the history book's not gonna write about you well you fucking schmuck alright so <laughs> this last little piece so y'all know every now and then I, I, I review Ayanla and um I think I left, the last one I did was with the seven, um, kids, and then, uh, it's been a few since then, but I haven't watched those, because, I don't think, oh, no, no, yeah, there's the one with Tony Braxton's son, it's a couple of them that haven't been lit, but this one, this past week, they had Hazel Lee from Love and Hip Hop, if y'all don't love, no, if y'all don't watch Love and Hip Hop, y'all not gonna know who Hazel E is, and that's just fine, because you probably should not, only reason I know who Hazel E is, is because I watch Love and Hip Hop, um, but they, but if you do watch Love and Hip Hop and you know who Hazel Lee is, you know that shit was funny. Um, so basically, she was on there, and first of all, I was hyped to watch it because they had the previews and the previews. <laughs> yo, the previews. Hold on, were hilarious because y'all, if y'all watch Ayala, y'all know Ayala shenanigans and how she carries on, right? So the clip they showed, they had Hazel Lee, and Hazel Lee calling herself a rapper, and I'm using that with quote fingers, because if she a rapper, I'm a rapper, and actually my bars is probably better than hers. Um, she has, she has, so Ayala has Hazel Lee, and her real name is Erica, I think, but I'm calling her Hazel Lee, had her in a room with, like, all these pictures of, like, um, Harriet, like, all these just prestigious, like, black people, black women, they had, uh, uh, Eartha Kid, Harriet, and, it, and this, even this part of it was funny, because it was, like, random people, like, it was like, Harriet Tubman's just Journal Truth, I think Coretta Scott King was in there, then they had, like, Gladys Knight and Josephine Baker, it was like, just random, like, black women, right, they had no, like, okay, are we gonna go with the Harriet, Journal, and Mary McLeod Bethune, and then we just gonna throw Gladys Knight in there, like, okay, sure, you know what I mean, like, Gladys Knight's a singer, I'm not saying she's not a, uh, upstanding black, but I mean, she ain't on level no Harriet Tubman, right? So anyway, she's in there with all these different, it's like Dorothy Dandridge, all these people, and she's telling, um, and she tells Hazel Lee, read your lyrics, read those lyrics you wrote to, uh, Harriet, and so, so Hazel Lee starts reading her lyrics, and it's like, pop, my butt, pop, pop, my butt, and, and y'all was like, say that to Harriet, you know when Harriet had a pop, you know when she heard a pop, you know what it was? It was the whip! <laughs> Ayala was just doing the most because she was just like, what? Ma'am, seriously? And so that's the clip they got her to watch. I was like, oh, I got to see this. This is going to be hilarious. So they brought her on and they did that scene and it was hilarious. And, but then the show, like, it could, it has so much potential because basically they brought her mom in and basically what the, the gist of it was. So I guess I don't follow Hazel on Twitter, so I did not know this, but apparently she was on Twitter and got into a bit of a trouble because she's been on there like, um, talking about dark skinned girls and calling them dark butts and all this like stupid shit, right? I had no idea because I don't follow her, never would. So apparently she was on there to fix that because, 
Um, you know, Ayala brought it up, and she kept saying how, I don't know, they was just talking, long story short, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, well, it comes out that she's got molested when she was young, right? And, you know, I'll give Hazel credit, um, because I feel like she, she was legitimately, I think what she, I think she told the truth, and she was, trying to work with Ayala, she wasn't being, you know, some of them get on there and they just being defensive, she was, she was, I felt like she was sincere, I felt like she was telling the truth, I felt like she really wanted settlement, like, in her own little way, like, I feel like she realized that she had these issues and she wanted Ayala to help her, right, um, as, bless her heart, as much as Ayala could, right, I felt like she was sincere, so it comes out that she got molested when she was young by two babysitters that her mother left her with, who turned, and I was like, well, what, a babysitter's dark skin? Like, where's all this animosity from dark skin girls come from? And that's what it turned out, that the, um, babysitters who molested her were dark skin. So I'm like, okay, makes sense. So then where it goes left is, and I've said this about Ayala and these parents before, they bring her mother in, and her mother's just playing dumb to the world. Like, Ayala's like, okay, so, um, you know, your daughter's telling me she's molested. The daughter, the mom's talking about, oh, I don't remember. Ayala looking at her like, I'm sorry, what? She was like, no, your daughter said that she was, well, I, 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 she didn't tell me, I don't remember. Ayala like, excuse me? What you mean? How, you don't remember? I mean, I forgot. How you forget your daughter got, her mother, her mother was trash. Her mother was pure trash. Her mother was sitting there playing dumb, like she didn't know, she did nothing about it at all, I don't understand how you allow your child to be molested and don't do anything, and Hazel was sitting there, and you could just kind of tell it was really bothering Hazel, Hazel was tearing, I mean, as it should be, like and I, you know, listen, I can't imagine the betrayal that you must feel when your parent, who was supposed to protect you, and is supposed to be the one person to always have your back, and just be like, oh, I, I forgot, I ain't know, I just, you know, I just moved, we just moved, I told her not to man, what? So Ayala was sitting there disgusted and you could tell that Hazel, Hazel just had this thing, like, she seemed like she bought it up before, and the mother reacted this same way, because she said that her mother was abusive to her, her mother would be, her mother was trash, her mother allowed her to be molested, her mother beat her, and her mother just got beat, and just didn't do anything, and I just have, I've said this before, I hate hey, 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 I don't have patience for, I don't like these parents who traumatize their children, who bring trauma and abuse and whatever it is, just turmoil and strife into their children's lives and just act like it's no big deal and they just supposed to get over, oh, we all grown now, so let's just move on. I have, I can't stand that shit because, you know, as bad as Hazel, as, as much shenanigans as Hazel goes through, and as much, you know, as, as shit she pulls, like, I always give people, and I understand if you're grown up, you're grown, and I've said this before, you're a spot, like, you can't be blaming your parents and your childhood forever, at some point, you have to recognize, okay, this is what happened to me, I just, I just, this is, the, was the disruption in my life, girl, boy interrupted, whatever, and I know that this is the cause of what I'm going, what I'm doing, but I need to take responsibility for it, and try to fix it going forward, so I don't have patience for the people who be 30, 40 years old, oh, well, this is how I am, and I'm like, no, no, you're, you, you are a fuck nigga now, because you know, 
you you can you can work on your shit if you know you do shit and you're trying to work on it. And that's why I give people like the Jocelyns and all these people that you know they do stuff. But if I see if I feel like they're sincerely trying to do better, even if they don't have all the tools and even if they don't make it all the time, I, I still I, I give them a little credit because not everybody even does that. People just sit in their shit and it's like everybody else's problem. And there ain't nothing wrong with me. Oh well, right? So. Um, but I always give people like, um, Kenya and on the Real Housewives and people where you see that their parents were Tommy from Love and Hip Hop, where their parents were just pure trash, where their parents just were trash ass parents, just failed their kids in every way imaginable, just, just selfish and just don't give a fuck and just drag their kids through their bullshit. And it's like, it's just supposed to be all right. And them kids just supposed to be thankful. Cause I brought you in this world. Like, like they asked to come here. Kids don't ask to come here. Um, and I just can't stand them fucking parents because it's like you can be a piece of shit and you can destroy your life all you want to but you bring a kid somebody else a child who does not ask to come here who is not brought here on their own and then you just destroy their lives like when you do stuff to children as kids like that's permanent damage that is damages people for life they take that with them forever and yeah you can go get therapy and and all of that shit but the fact remains that that scar that break whatever that is it's always there and i just i saw i always like when i see all right people acting out but i don't what's the word i don't judge them as harshly i'll say as I judge people who haven't gone through that and, you know, are just fuck niggas because they just are. Like, cause they just can or they just asshole people or like they were spoiled, whatever. They didn't have any kind of trauma. They didn't have to overcome anything. They didn't have to try to make the best of any situation. They just fucking fucked up people for no reason. I, I, I don't judge people who've had issues with bad parents and tra- trauma in their childhood the same. Like, I ain't saying that you can't be an asshole, but. I don't judge them the same. It's, it's a lot of assholes out here, just just assholes for no reason. And I just I felt kind of bad for Hazel because I, I you could see that her mom wasn't shit number one, and that you could see that her mom was just not like she had probably told her mom and her mom didn't do anything about it and she just was sitting there like she didn't want to contradict her mom was sitting there lying and saying and and Hazel was looking but she didn't want to contradict her. You could tell and Hazel's thirty seven. Hazel was 37 and did not know that she was that old, but she sitting next to her mom, sitting there just telling lies and, oh, I forgot, and just being the worst. She looked like a 12-year-old girl, however old she was. She looked like a little girl sitting there when her mom was doing that. And I was like, wow, your mom was trash. So I thought the shit was going to be good, but it took a turn. Like, they didn't get into anything. Like, Ayanna discussed it a little bit, but I thought they were going to get into, like, no, because Ayanna, you know, she'd be breaking people down. But then it turned into, like, for color girls, and it started focusing on... um Hazel, and I guess because Hazel really just wanted to apologize for that, like, she seemed like she felt bad that she had did that, and she was like, look, I don't know why I do that, I hate that I did that, this is what caused me to do that, though, but I don't really feel that way, and I just, I just, I just lashed out, and I just, I want to apologize for it, because I don't believe that, but it's just, I don't know why I did that, so I guess that that's what she really wanted to apologize for, but it just went that way, and all of a sudden it turned into this black, dark skin versus light skin thing, and I was like, what did this got to do with the molested, like her issue is that she got molested, that's what all this other stuff coming from, but she didn't deal with that, she dealt with the, you know, she, she flew in like 
I don't know, these other actresses from like random shows, and let me tell you how you hurt me, cause I'm brown, look, y'all know, if y'all listen to the show or y'all see me on Twitter, y'all know I don't have a lot of patience for the dark skin, light skin thing, I just don't, I just don't, I just don't, and for a myriad of reasons and I just hate discussing it I know it's a thing, but I just feel like it's a thing I feel like some people just just use it as an excuse for everything and I just don't I I get it I understand that you know dark skinned people face things that light light skinned lighter skinned people don't sometimes to degrees but I just I I just I can't with it like I I just can't with it I can't I think it's I just think it's made I think I'm not saying that it's not an issue but like I'm not one of these light skinned people that's going to be bending over backwards and let you know I don't accept my light skin privilege I'm not doing that um I I'm not I, I've never made fun of people's skin tone I I think it's dumb I think black people come in all different shades from dark dark to light light um I'm you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's this whole perception that dark-skinned people get teased and made fun of, like, that shit only goes one way, I'm here to tell you it doesn't, and a lot of times it comes from the other way, with no provocation or anything, like, yo, I'm trying to be cool with you, and you stuck on the skin color shit, and I really don't give a fuck about it, you know, I wouldn't even have noticed it if you hadn't brought it up, I just think, listen, I'm probably gonna get in trouble for this, but I've been light person, light-skinned person all my life, and I can just tell you that we do not be stuck on this skin color shit like y'all do, like, it is not in the forefront of our mind, we don't think about it, we don't come into a room like, oh, we the shit cause we light-skinned, but like, y'all just be so fat, like, y'all just be so fascinated, and like, your whole life revolves around it, and I'm just like, I don't even, like, know what you're talking about, like, yeah, okay, you're brown skin. Yeah, I am sure that, you know, white people may treat you differently, but, like, I don't know why you are so, like, focused on my life and how I go through life and what's easier or not. You don't know my life, basically. You don't know my life. Y'all like, Y'all just have these things that y'all build up in your head. When I say y'all, I'm talking about the ones who do this, that y'all build up in your heads about the differences and how we think and what we do, and it's like, dog, we really don't be giving a fuck about that. Like, we really don't. Who walks around their whole life like, oh, I'm light-skinned. Oh, my light-skinned skin. Oh, my body, I'm so light. Oh, what do I do? Let me, like, who lives like that? Not me, not nobody I know. So I just don't be having patience for it, because y'all be doing the absolute fucking most, and I be like, I don't even be thinking about this shit half the time. Um, you know, y'all, I, listen, do white people maybe feel more comfortable with light-skinned people? Some, perhaps, but they still tell you a nigger, and who cares? Like, why is y'all golden ring? Who, why, oh, I would like white people to be comfortable with me also? Like, why you care so much? Like, I just don't get it. Like, people who are secure don't, crave just accepting so much, like, it's just, I don't know, I don't know what to say about it, but, um, that's what it turned into, and as with all things that, I had no patience, and didn't want to see it, and I was like, what happened, it started out so good, I thought he was really gonna break this Hazel bitch-ass mom down, which is what should have been done, and ended up with Hazel in leather pants and a beret, um, doing some kind of poetry, holding hands with Ayala, with a bunch of dark-skinned girls all around her, and it's a circle, I guess, I don't know, I was disappointed, it had so much potential, so, once again, Ayala ain't fixed nobody life, but I guess she got to apologize for calling people dark butts on Twitter, and I guess that was the purpose of it, but y'all could've just did that from the beginning, like, if y'all was gonna make it this whole thing about, you know, 
for color girls skin rainbow thing y'all could have just did that from the beginning like why even bring up the abuse and all of that like if he wasn't gonna really delve into it so I don't don't know but (laughs) that first part with the uh fucking taking her room with Harriet Tubman that shit was hilarious um yeah so alright that that, that was a little longer than I thought it was gonna be um moving on to Genghis Kick so actually the drought is over. There has been there, I um do have some sneaks that uh dropped out, some nice ones too. Oh, and I forgot to mention I said Coachella was over, but yo, let me shout out Rihanna. Dog, Rihanna went to Coachella the second day to see Cardi B and it's like Gucci outfit that included they, it's called a baklava, but it's like a ski mask. Y'all seen it. Dog. I laughed at that shit for hours because Rihanna Fent Robin Fenty was walking through this crowd of white people with this Gucci outfit on this ski mask and nobody knew who she was <laughs> except for like one white dude, like a couple people figured it out but most of the white people had no idea that that was Rihanna and they they got this thing, it's this video on Instagram with her and Melissa are <laughs> like standing in the middle of these white people like fucking <laughs> doing doing this like dance in the camera, Rihanna got this, it's the, it is the funniest shit to me, I'm sorry, I think it's hilarious, because them two are just standing in the middle of all these people, and nobody has any idea that that's Rihanna, and they are like jigging in the camera, <laughs> that shit is funny, um, I forgot to mention, I meant to do that back in the, um, the shout outs, but, um, yeah, the, the mask was killing me, that shit was some foolishness, I was like, Rihanna done put on a mask and came to the fucking show, and was just walking through, like regular, cause ain't nobody recognize her <laughs> I knew it was her and even if I didn't, I seen her, she was walking arm in arm with Melissa, so I guess the few people who realized it was her, I mean it looked like her, actually, even with the mask on, still killing them, but that shit was funny to me, man um, alright, yeah, so Genghis Hicks, sorry back I just wanted to mention that, um so it's a few, it's a few pair out. Um, they're starting to drop now. There's a Kwahi Jordans, which are like silver and black, which are kind of dope. Um, Puma teamed up with Mac to have like these lipstick in, inspired Pumas, so they come in like the shades of your lipstick. They they kind of fly. I actually like them. Um, what else? Oh, there's these. Um, damn, I forgot to write the names. These special edition. Um, Nike Air Force Ones that are out, like, some fancy, some famous designer did, like, a, um, floral pattern on them, they're really dope, I'll put them up, and then there's, like, some Vapor Maxes that are in NYX colors, that are kind of bright and, and fly that I put up, and then, where's the other ones I see, um, oh, here we go, there's these Nike, um, Air Max, what are these, 88s, Air Max 90s, in, like, these pastel colors that are, dope, and they actually have them in the 97s too, but I only saved the 90s, then um, there's these low top Nikes that are kind of like the pair I was talking about last week, one of the pairs that I wish would come back out, these are the Air Force One, not Air Force Ones, Air Flight Ones Low, I can't remember what year they came out, but I remember them being out, they come up, they, I'll put them up they came back out in the suede, then they're releasing the um, this not really new, they're releasing like the black, white, and royal Jordans, that's one of the better colors that are coming back out, um, they got some, I might try to get these myself, they got some green and black, um, Jordan 1s that are like Celtic colors that are coming out, um, then there's some bone white Air Max 90s again, um, I'll put them up, they're kind of dope, like a nice summer shoe, I'm, I'm all about low tops in the summertime, 
I mean, I wear high tops too, but I feel like summertime you you, you should wear low tops. Um, there's some Kobe Air Bombas is coming out. I'll put them up, or I don't know if they're coming out. This might be a special edition, but they're dope. I'll put them up. And then it's some other Mamba. So Mamba Day, they have Mamba Day. Mamba Day every year is when um, Nike puts out all like all these different versions of, of Kobe's Mambas and different colors and stuff. And so that was last week. So I saved a couple of them. So yeah, I I, I had to make up for it because I'm like, man, it ain't been no shoes. So I got a few pair that I'm gonna put up for y'all. And um, some more will be dropping as the summer comes. So, all right. So that's episode one forty nine. Thanks for asking, Kells Radio. Y'all pray for me, y'all. I've been going for through it. Um, I need like some magic, some breaks to come through for me. So like, throw your mojo my way, and um, just pray for you, girl. Cause like, ugh, just uh, one day I, I, when it's all over, I'll tell y'all the story. But like right now, it's like I'm just been going through it and. Ugh. All right, so thanks for listening. Um, to thanks for asking Kells Radio. The emails thanks for asking podcast at gmail dot com. Um, send anything there. I checked it recently; didn't have anything, so um, I'll check it again when I can. Um, follow me on Twitter on the uh, podcast Twitter at thanks underscore for asking without the G, please. My personal follows are way above my podcast follows, so if you could just follow me there, I appreciate it. Thank you. Like me, rate me, tell your friends. Thanks for listening. Every week I get more listeners, and y'all shout me out and retweet me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Again, if y'all want any topics y'all want me to do, any shoes y'all want me to review, whatever, y'all can email me. Y'all can hit me on my Twitter. Um, All right. Once again, I got to the end, and I don't know what the name of this is going to be, but... I will have it. Oh, actually, I do. We're going to call it Pop My Butt. Episode 149, Pop My Butt. Thanks for asking, Kells Radio. See y'all next week. Peace.